This is Queer Voices. Hi, this is Summer Iman. And Daniel Williams. And we're in with Kristen Williams to talk to us about... No relation. Oh, yes, well. <laughs> uh, but she's in a talk with us about the history of transgender, transsexual, and lots of, uh, you know, the etymology of much of the language that we use today and how it's changed over time. Sure. So, most of your uh, writing on this topic, uh, you've been doing a lot of research um, at, uh, you know, you have all this uh, first-hand source material. Um, mm. How'd you come by it? So, I, I've always been interested in the way that we, uh, the language that we use to talk about our experience and our identity. Gender is such a nuanced topic. And uh, when we try to describe all experience related to gender, we don't have a lot of terms. And we get creative with the terms that we have. And we mash words together and we use hyphenated words and we do those kinds of things. And it's interesting to kind of track that identity, that language, the language that we have used to describe our own experience, as well as the language that, um, let's say, the, for instance, the cisgender um, community mm-hmm. has used to uh, relate to trans experience. And could, could speaking of the meaning of words surrounding gender, what does cisgender mean? Okay, so cisgender is a relatively new term, which uh, kind of came uh, kind of came into common usage about oh, three, four, five years ago. Um, originally, it was generally only used in gender studies, uh, and it refers to um, what is not transgender. So uh, there's transgender, uh, people who do who have a non-cis history, experience, or expression. Then you have uh, cisgender, and that would be people who do not have a transgender history, experience, or expression. So a cisgender person would be someone who's comfortable with the gender they were assigned at birth. Yes, absolutely. That would be one type of cis person, yes. And how's it spelled? C-I-S. Ah. Cisgender. And um, would the same be true of someone who was comfortable with their sex at birth? Uh, Would they be a cissexual? Um, <laughs> some people do say cissexual, yes. Comfortable um, with the sexuality that's signed yes, at birth. Yes. Huh. Um, some, and, and people have used that. Uh, it's interesting to watch people, how we play with terms to kind of describe our experience, our history. I, I will say, however, that, that word is a particular murder for anyone with a lisp. <laughs> <laughs> so, what, what are some of the oldest terms you've found around gender identity expression? Well, I'll, I'll kind of stick to some of the um, uh, more kind of modern, old terms. <laughs> and by okay, modern, so, you mean? Uh, like a century old or okay. more. Um, so there's uh, ambisextrous, which began, uh, that was first published in 1917 to talk about the transgender experience. Uh, this was in relation to someone who was a female impersonator. 
Um, and of course, ambisextrous does not mean that today. It means something completely different than the trans experience. So that term has certainly changed. Yeah, I think it was Mick Jagger or someone of that era that referred to themselves as being ambisexual for being bisexual or. Exactly. Words, words change over a period of time. Um, so originally it was kind of asserted in academia that transsexual uh, was a term that was created by Magnus Hirschfeld in 1923. Um, there was, uh, it's also been asserted that Caldwell, uh, um, a man who wrote on sexology, invented the term in 1949. Um, but recently I found it in medical journals dating back to 1907. And that's interesting because I had always heard transsexual um, credited to Harry Benjamin. And Harry Benjamin, uh, it, he asserted that he had created that term and later kind of backtracked a little mm. bit saying, well, maybe I heard that term somewhere and just kind of appropriated it, I, but I can't remember. And <laughs> we should probably talk a little bit about who these people are. Harry Benjamin was a pioneer in... in um in medical, um, in the medical treatment of trans folk. And Magnus Hirschfeld? Magnus Hirschfeld was just uh, an all-around GLBT pioneer worldwide. And one other person that will probably come up, uh, Christine Jorgensen. Can you explain who yes. she is? Christine Jorgensen was, was not the first American <laughs> transsexual. Um, there were a number of transsexuals before her, but she was the first sensationalized transsexual, making worldwide news about her so-called sex change. So we had ambisexual in 1930. Ambisextrous. Ambisextrous, pardon me, in, what did you say, 19... 1917. 1917, and then transsexual comes on the scene in... In 1907. And how does the... Uh, usage of how's that so, word used at that time? So at that time, transsexual literally meant cross sex, uh, trans, uh, uh, like cross gender, really is the 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 usage. And um, then in 1908, it shows up in medical terms uh, with a hyphen between the two s's, and mm. that referred to um, like cross-sexual, sexuality across the sexes. Uh, and then in 1915, the word transsexed uh, shows up in newsprint, which um, refers to really transgender. Is that being used as a verb there? It, it's being used to talk about um, the experience of being born a certain way, uh, being born in this in this in this meaning uh, being born female and living your life as male mm. but not as a transsexual not in the the way that we commonly not with surgical intervention right absolutely this is someone who is just living full time as male um, and in this usage uh, they they uh, use that to talk about a transsexed experience. Now, when does transgender come into the mix? Okay, so the proto-term, uh, as far back as I've been able to track it, is, I believe, 1917 um, with Magnus Hirschfeld. Uh, excuse me, that's actually 1918. And that German word was transgestic mus. 
Transgestic is a great word and should be used <laughs> every day, I have to say. Because it's like trans, I, I, my, majestic or, or, or Exactly. Why? Like, oh my God, she's so beautiful. She's transgestic. <laughs> well, actually, the, so jestic uh, is referring to um, gendered uh, okay. uh, behavior. And so it's talking about... Um, the state of having cross-sexed gender behavior. So about gender expression in that case rather yes. than identity? Yes, absolutely. And so originally it was, if you look up the term transgender in dictionaries, you will be told that it was invented in the 1990s or that it was invented in the 1980s or that it was invented in the late 1970s. And then if you look at uh, gender theory books, you will find sometimes it's, it's uh, asserted that it was invented by a cross-dresser named um, uh, Virginia Prince in the late 1970s and that it's a derivation of a term she invented that was um, that it that uh, was uh, uh, trans uh, transgenderist um, in 1969 she invented a term transgenderal um, and a few late uh, any and she used that uh, once and never use that term again. I can see why. <laughs> However, um, just a few months later, in the early part of 1970, the term transgender was used in an Iowa um, TV guide uh, in reference to um, um, uh, a movie about a supposed transsexual. So... How is, um, have you been able to approach any academics with, you know, your primary source document saying, hey, you're wrong on, like, you know, who you're signing this on? Um, I have reached out to a few people, um, and, and usually this was in relation to translations of, uh, of German, uh, gender words, um, and uh, I've not gotten a, and I've not really gotten a very good response, uh, um in in kind of uh talking about these the the ways they've chosen to interpret certain translations mm. so there's debate over how to translate the german oh absolutely and... yes what in your opinion is the most interesting term you've run across uh related to gender identity expression well i mean currently it's tranny um, Ooh. that's that's actually a, a very interesting word. Why? Um, well, it's it it um it from people that I've talked to, uh, specifically older gay men. Uh, the term was used in the 1970s, the late 1970s, as almost a term of endearment. Um, and the term first uh, showed up in print in 1983 in Gay Times, and um, it was used in a very kind of pithy way uh, to talk about trans folk. And uh, from there, uh, throughout the 1980s, it was, uh, it, it, whenever it shows up in print, it's almost always used in kind of this pithy way. It's kind of like saying, hey, shorty, or something like that. Um, and it was the mid-1990s that it began to become an almost exclusively, it almost exclusively used in the porn industry and so now whenever you look at uh, Google search trends the word 
the word is almost exclusively used when we're talking about sex work and prostitution. And you have this amazing blog that has all this data and all these like you know documented word trends and all that and we'll make sure to have that up on our twitter and on our website okay thank you and you can follow us on twitter at queer voices one word